The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Glory to God. You know, I bring you greetings from our senior pastor, Pastor Tune Kemit. You know, he's also the director of operations for King's World in Africa. Uh, this morning, he's in, that, he's in office in that capacity. He's ministering one of our sister churches. And um, it's a privilege to bring God's people, God's world this morning. And I want you to understand something. One of the, you know, we started talking about the winning ways of love. Beyond the winning ways of love, there's a God that loves. Beyond the ways, there's a God that loves me. You know, God loves me. God loves you. God, you know, the love of God, it's difficult to comprehend the, the, the height, the depth, the breadth, the width of that love. The love God has for you. You know, God loves me. Uh, sometimes when I think about his love for me, you know, like that songwriter said, when I think about the depth of his love for me, when you think about the depth of the love of God for you, sometimes you cannot fathom it. Sometimes it's difficult to comprehend it. Sometimes there are people who probably are in here who keep wondering whether anybody loves them. You know, you know the, 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 the love that your husband or your wife has for you, number one, for you to receive that love, you must first receive the love of God. If you cannot receive the love of God, it becomes difficult for you to receive the love, the love from other people. When you receive the love of God, you'll be able to love yourself. You'll be able to love yourself and embrace the love God has put in your heart for other people as well. If you cannot receive the love of God, you cannot express the love of God out of your heart. You know, before we talk about the ways of love, you've got to receive this love. And you've got to open your heart. Sometimes situations and circumstances makes it, makes it difficult for people to receive that love or for people to express that love. Some people, you know, in my office this week, somebody said something to me. I was talking about some people. And he said, look, Nigeria happened to them. Basically, and John will say, may Nigeria not happen to you in the name of Jesus. And you know, when people say that, they say it in a negative sense. But there are some people that Nigeria has happened to them and it's in a positive sense. You know, and there are some people that in the midst of this no fuel situation, we are buying our own currencies, you know, and you are discounting the value of the money. You have one of the things you must remember is that God loves me. Through it all, through every situation, through every trial, through every phase in life, God loves me. As you are seated here, some, some, the Holy Ghost will bring things to your mind. You remember, I, I remember years ago when I, when I was having trouble with a particular toe of mine and I kept doing and I had to do about two surgeries on my toe to remove ingrown nail. God loves me. I, you know, I, I, I remember 2017, we had a meeting here with Dr. K. It was, a, it was, it was, it was the first Sunday in March. 7 a.m. was a 7 a.m. service. And I got this impacted tooth. And this, the, the tooth was aching, paining me. You know, I don't know if you've ever experienced toothache before. You know, if you have never, never prayed to experience it. You know, and, and, and we were in service. And I was busy serving. At the end of service, I just realized, you know, the pain that, you know, those kind of pain that you are sleeping, something will just shoot, boom. I don't know if it has, you know, for those who understand, just know it. If you don't understand, don't ever pray to know it. You just wake up. Something will wake you up. And then, all of a sudden, a second in his presence, that pain left. I, no hands was laid upon me. 
but just a second in the presence of God changed the whole of that situation. And those are some of the things that our loving Father does for us. Sometimes we go through difficult situations where we are wondering if I can survive this. And sometimes you've got to write exams that those things that become difficult. There are times you look around and our God turns impossible situations. He turns them around. That God changes, causes impossible things to become possible. While all because he loves you. Look at that scripture, Pastor Pastor tolerate at the beginning of the service. He said, what can separate us from the love of God? Romans chapter 8. You know, shall fear kills them? Shall naira scarcity? You know, look at what the scripture is saying. Shall difficulties in getting a good meal? Shall lack of a job? Shall lack of a husband? Shall lack of a child separate you from the love of God? No, in all of these things we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. In, in, you know, in spite of all this situation, all these circumstances, you know, you, you know, that car is giving you trouble. You know, you know, you need to change the battery, you need to buy a new tire, you need a new vehicle. And, you know, in the midst of all the situation, in the midst of the scarcity, in the midst of the challenges, Bible makes to understand that in all of the in all of these things, we are more than conquerors. Through Christ, who does what? Who loves us? Christ loves me. Let me tell somebody, Christ loves me. Christ loves me. You know, let me look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, God loves me more than he loves you. Tell him one reason why you believe so. What's one reason? Why do you think Christ loves you more? Hallelujah. Mine is very simple. He shed his blood for me on the cross of Calvary. I don't know. You know, and that same blood that saved me, that same blood healed me. That same blood, you know, you know, sometimes you, you, you are thinking, you think back. When I think about the goodness of the things that God I, I, has done for me, sometimes look back at your life. There was a time that situation and circumstances, you did not even know you could make it out of. There, are time, there was a time in your life when you needed a job so badly. Now you've forgotten what it is. There was a time you've got that baby I remember a time when my son was small. We was, I mean, I know when he was, okay, still small. Uh, you know, and, 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 we, and we, 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 we were frequenting the hospital a lot when he was a baby. A lot of time is on admission, one antibiotic or the other. But, you know, imagine what I would have given for him. Now, imagine what God has given for you. Imagine what he will still, you know, he's not going to give any of that thing. He has given his best for you. And so, that gift of Christ is still given. That once and for all sacrifice, Christ has done it once and for all. I'm loved. If all you can remember this week is the fact that Christ loves me. When you remember Christ loves you, shall he withhold anything from you? No. Is God withholding that job from you? No. Is he withholding that admission from you? No. Is he withholding, withholding that, um, that health from you? No. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I would like to start this morning from John chapter 13, verse 34 to verse 35. You know, um, the winning ways of law. John 13, 34 to 35. It says, a new commandment I give to you. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you, as I have loved you. That you also love one another. 
By this, all we know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. By this, you know, my disciples, if you have love one for another. You know, um, the message translation puts it in this way. It says, let me give you a new command. Love one another. Let me tell somebody, love one another. In the same way I loved you, you love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples. When they see the love you have for each other. You know, the new, the new commandment just gave us, you know, one of the things that, that we should realize that, that this new commandment just Christ gave us to love one another. Actually, it, it took the place of the Ten Commandments. Most of the time when people try to, uh, people say, well, I, want to, I, I, I would like to ensure that I keep the Ten Commandments. You know, if you remember the story of that rabbi that went to Jesus and Jesus asked him which of, the, which of, these, uh, which of the commandments is the greatest. He said, you shall love the Lord, your God. And he also said, you shall love your other brethren, your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, these are the, these are the greatest commandments. These are these two. On these two, in all the other commandments. And so, you know, when you work in love, you will be able to fulfill the Ten Commandments. I said, the new command I give you, that you love one another. When you can love others, then you're able to keep the Ten Commandments. A new law. And so, over and over, we, 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 uh, we have conversations around the love of God. A lot of people, this, 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 this month, the, more, the, the favorite color of a lot of people is red. Let me look at your neighbor. Are they wearing red this morning? I can see someone's shoes, you know. And one of the things, and everybody, do the outward show of that love. But it, love is of the heart. You know, um, the Bible, uh, uh, Ezekiel and Jeremiah prophesied about the, new, about the new covenant. The book of Hebrew references Ezekiel, chapter, uh, Ezekiel and Jeremiah. I would like us to read Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6 to 11. Hebrews 8, verse 6 to, 7, I mean to 11. It says, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he's also a mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better what? Promises. And now talking about the new covenant, you now say, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. Because finding fault with them, he says, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they did not continue in my covenant and I disregarded them, disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their heart. Hallelujah. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. And so the old, the old commandment, the first one, God wrote it with his fingers on the tablet. The new commandment, God wrote it with his finger. And what's that finger of God? The Holy Spirit. And he wrote it where? In our hearts. In our hearts. And I'll be their God and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother. Say, no, the Lord, for all shall know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them. 
Those, the, like, the, the, the Holy Spirit writes this new covenant in our heart. The law of God is written in our hearts. Romans chapter 5 verse 5 shows us how the new covenant is written in our hearts. Romans chapter 5 verse, verse 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts when you got born again. The love of God was poured out in your heart. The love of God was shared in our heart by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, uh, when you get born again, the Holy Spirit moved inside of you. You, you, meet, you have the ability to, number one, you receive the love of God when you, when you got born again. And that love of God has not been shed abroad in our hearts. Glory to God. Glory to God. You have the ability to express love. Show others the kind of love. The God kind of love. You have the ability. So let me tell someone. I have the ability to express love. And I will show others the God kind of love. You know, John chapter 15 verse 1 to 8. It says, um, Jesus talk, um, speaking to the disciples. He said, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot, as the branch cannot do what? Bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is, and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire. They are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. When you abide in Christ, you bear much fruit. When you abide in Christ, you bear much fruit. One of the ways you abide in Christ is spending time in his world. The more you read the word of God, the more you receive his love. The more you comprehend his love, the more you understand his love. You will receive various shades of the love of God in scripture. You read something in Genesis and then a revelation jumps at you. You move to Matthew, you see another revelation about the love of God. You, you, you read um, Nahum, you see another revelation of the love of God. The Bible is a, is a love story. The story of the father's love for his children. For his father's love for us. God so much loved, the Bible said that God so much loved you that he gave his only begotten son. God loves us so much beyond what we can comprehend with our human minds. You know, part of the, sometimes the love of God, you know, the, the, the love of God ensures that things are given to us. Sometimes the love of God also ensures that we are protected from certain things. The love of God, you know, you go out day in, day out. It's a miracle because you are kept by his love. You are kept. Some people slept last night. They didn't wake up this morning. You know, it's every morning you wake up, you stretch your hand and give God praise. Some people woke up this morning. They lifted their hand. Their hand did not respond. 
Some lifted their legs. The legs did not respond. Some tried to twist their neck. Have you ever woken up? You tried to bend the neck. The, 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 the neck says, I'm not going. Has it ever happened to anybody? Yeah, let me see if that ever happened. And you are feeling a pain on the neck. All right. Sometimes you wake up. You open your eyes. And then you are not seeing very well. And you are seeing, you are seeing balabulu. And you, you, you cannot see it well. And then you are seeing men like trees. So one of the things that happens is the fact that when you wake up and you can see, it is a miracle. Every single time, you know, that you swallowed a drink, it is a miracle. It is a miracle. It is a miracle. Every single time. Every single time. First John chapter 3 verse 14 says, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. We know we have passed from what? From death to life. Somebody say, I have passed from death to life. I have passed from death to life. No, I just, come on, make it your declaration this morning. I have passed from death to life. I have passed from death to life. I have passed from sickness to health. I have passed from poverty to prosperity. I have passed from death to life. I have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. And so God has shown us when we talk about the winning ways. This is one of the ways you win by love. We have passed from where? From death to life. You know, I passed from, and so one of the things you do when you say meditate on the scripture is that as you, now we are going to milk that scripture. It means that I passed from joblessness, I passed from, I moved from that position of being jobless to, to being jobful. If there's an English like that. I passed from that level of not having promotion to receiving multiple promotions. I passed from that to what? Into life. I passed from lack into abundance. I passed from sickness and diseases into health. I passed from oppression into deliverance. Come on, keep on saying it. Say, say yours, say yours, say yours, say yours this morning. What have you passed from? You, you have passed from that challenge into the solution. You have passed so, and because why? Because we love the brethren. You have passed from counting thousands into tens of thousands. You have passed from counting tens of thousands into hundreds of thousands. From hundreds of thousands into millions. From millions into tens of millions. From tens of millions into hundreds of millions. From hundreds of millions into billions. I have passed. We have passed from there to life. We have passed from there to life. Glory to God. I have passed from there to life. We have passed from there to life. Because we love the brain. You know, sometimes when sickness comes upon your body, part of the winning of love is for you to remember that God loves me. And you, you can start declaring the scripture in 1 John 3 verse 14. I have passed from sickness to health. This is a liberating scripture. This is the scripture of deliverance. Whatever your situation, whatever your circumstance, you are told there is an incurable disease. I pass from death to life. Life flows out of me continually. I've got Zoe because of the love of God. Life flows out of me. The life of God flows in every cell. The life of God flows in every tissue. The life of God flows in every organ. The life of God, of God flows in my systems. By the life of God, I passed 
from death to life, I passed from sickness into health, from poverty into prosperity. Glory to God. Glory to God. You have passed from that situation where you are just waiting. You know, you have passed. You have passed. You are passed from that situation where you are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. You have passed to be an expectant mother. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. You know, later this afternoon, I mean, we are going to be having meetings with those who are trusting God for the fruit of the womb on the second floor. Uh, you know, and one of the things, one of the core things that you need to know for that to happen is the fact that God loves you. If you do not know that, you know, and then listen to me. We've read so many stories of people who have gone to heaven and who will tell you there are so many babies in heaven just waiting for who to come to. God loves you. If you can just receive that, God loves me. You know, sometimes, have you ever been in that situation? All you just wanted, you know, all I want for Christmas, all I want for a gift is just, you know, I remember years ago, all I wanted was a golf. A golf. Anybody been there? All I wanted was a golf. Golf three was all I wanted. Golf three. And then a friend of mine asked me, we were going home, we were taking that bus to K2 that day. And a friend of mine asked me, he said, why golf? Why not river? You know, you know, someone said, ah. Is your golf my, is my golf your golf? Am I not the one that wants my golf? But listen, and it's good to have friends who will challenge you. You know, sometimes a lot of us, because you don't have the right kind of association around you, you settle for the easiest of things. Now, that conversation, I left bragging. Am I not the one that wants golf? I mean, I'll drive my golf. You don't have to enter it. But the reality is that that is pride. Just open your hearts to wisdom. And one of the things that happened after I changed my conversion from having a golf to having a strong, durable, and elegant car. I remember that was my conf our, our confession for a long time. Uh, and eventually, I got one. Listen to me. God loves you too much to leave me halfway. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have passed from death to life. Somebody say, I have passed from death to life. Because I love the brethren. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Let's look at another scripture. Ephesians 4, 32 says, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. Now, I'm dropping nuggets on how to win, on the winning ways of love. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. Hallelujah. Even as God in Christ forgave you. You know, I'd like to, can you give me the message translation of that scripture? Ephesians 4.32. And be kind to one another, tender hearted, hallelujah. Forgiving one another. Let me tell your neighbor, forgiving one another. It's written in scripture. Even as God in Christ forgave you. If you are sitting next to your wife or your husband or anybody, tell him. If you are sitting next to your wife or your husband, tell, your, tell that person, say, forgive me. And if you are sitting next to somebody else, tell that person, forgiving, forgiving one another. Eh? Eh? Some people fought to church this morning. 
Don't look at me. I, I, I don't know them. Forgiving one another. You know, it's always so good when we come to church, people will fight. And then when you get to church, you know, the, there was a couple I used to pastor years ago. And then they would be coming to church sometimes. They were going to church and they fought. And they threw one of them, doing two the husband's coats on the road. Um, while they, and they, still, they would still come to church and then they would still smile and then they would go back home and continue the fight. <laughs> right? So real life story. So who did you fight with? Uh, I've, uh, we, pastors see things. Pastors hear things. You know, Emmy tells somebody, forgive people. The scriptures say forgiving one another. Uh, uh, your younger brother that, that, that ate that piece of meat your father left for you, you have not forgiven him for 20 years. Even as God in Christ forgave you. Even as God. Now, do we have the message? It says, look at, hmm. let's look at what the uh, message says. There. It says, make a clean break with all cutting. Stop cutting people. Backbiting. Let me tell somebody. I am not, look at someone, pick a neighbor. I am not saying you are backbiting, no. But if you know anybody that looks like you that does it, tell him to stop it. <laughs> Profane talk. Profane talk. Sometimes you don't say it. You watch it and you enjoy it. Big Brother's Titan. Profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. Forgive one another as what? Quickly and what? And thoroughly as Christ forgave you. Those are one of those things that we do to win in life. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly. You know, don't get so used to holding grudges. Don't get too used. Now, these are blessing blockers. Don't get too used to not forgiving people. Be quick. That's just say, forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. As God in Christ forgave you. Hallelujah. You know, be, uh, uh, please leave that scripture on the screen. The, you know, this scripture we read basically means that we should be kind. And once God tells you to do something, he gives you the ability. The same way God has told you to forgive one another quickly and thoroughly as God, as, as, as God in Christ forgave you. Same way, you have the ability to forgive quickly and thoroughly. Some people say, the only problem I have is that it's difficult for me to forgive. It's difficult for me to forgive. But you must learn how to forgive. You know, there are some people who are holding grudges Against their fathers, against their mothers, against their neighbors. Sometimes that neighbor do not even know you're holding grudge against him because he blocked your vehicle. You will not greet him again. Eh? It's the, the son, they, they play loud music. It was entering your room. Mm. You, know, you know what I'm talking about? That boss that stepped on your toes. Forgive quickly. Hallelujah. You know, one of the things you must realize is that love and forgiveness goes 
hand in hand. When you talk about the love of God, if you are going to experience the fullness of the, of the love of God, you are going to enjoy the, the, the wins we have in Christ through love. You've got to learn how to forgive. You have to be swift in forgiving people. You can forgive as God forgives. What did God say? How does he forget? He forgives. He says, I am the one that blots out your transgressions and your iniquities. God blots it out. You know, when you write, you know, if you use a proper ink, you know, a proper ink, eh? a, proper, a paper pen, you know, it, the ones that use ink that you refill. Now, if you feel it and it blots, you cannot read words on it again. I'm not talking about ink. I'm not talking about a big, big biro. Proper pen. That's an example of how it blots. You cannot see it. You will not see it. So even if you turn the paper to the back, you know, if you write with biro, if you turn to the back, you can see sometimes you will see it. But if it's with ink, it blots it out, what you've written on it. Now that's the same way God blots out our past. God blots out our sins, our iniquities. And that is the same way God says when people have hurt you, learn to forgive them. You shouldn't keep reminding one another of past mistakes. They are saints. You shouldn't keep saying what you did to me in 1920. I remember what you did. Some people, some people, you remember what someone did to you in primary one. And that's the reason you no longer talk to them. Some people are holding grudges that they have no business with because their friend is not talking to someone, so that person becomes your enemy. Stop holding up to the past. You know, many years, many years ago, I thought I had a, my mom did something to me many years ago, and I thought I had a right to hold grudges against her. I thought I had a right, right? Actually, when I now think back, she didn't do anything to me. I wasn't the one she did something to me, but I was fighting someone else's battle. And the person whose battle I was fighting did not even know. And so, I was in a service like this. And the pastor was teaching about forgiveness. Let me tell you one of the things that forgiveness does. is a blocking blocker. It's a blessing blocker. It blocks ability to, your ability to receive. It blocks Sometimes you don't even know. Sometimes people are, because this, sometimes some of those things leads to emotional sicknesses. It leads to delayed blessings. It leads, you know, some people, uh, it leads to various forms of sicknesses to certain people. Some people will say, what he did to me, I will never forgive him. What, did you, what you did to Christ, did he forgive you? The decree Christ forgive And I was in a service like that and the pastor was preaching. I know sometimes one of the things that happens is when you sit and you listen, and you listen, you allow the, the, the word of Christ to come to you. It changes our hearts. The word of God changes, it molds our heart. And I was in, Christ, I, I was in church that day. And the Holy Ghost told me, why are you holding a grudge against your mother? So don't think you are the only one. I've been there before. Hmm? And then the Holy Ghost told me. And I said, look, Lord, you know, you want to start arguing. But God knows when you are, he's like, I'm not holding any grudge. You know, same way say, well, your husband, what did you do to you? I didn't do anything to me. But you know that there's a rock on the inside, like a rock of Gibraltar. You've got to let go. And I just yielded to the Holy Ghost. And after a while, I forgot what, what the person did to me. One of the things which you, you learn to do with some people, 
to even practice advanced forgiveness. Jesus died for us, and he, he forgave your past, your present, and your future sins. But that's him, Lord. He's not going to die a second time. Hallelujah. One of the ways we win through the love of Christ is to learn to forgive. Is to learn to forgive. You should forget it, laugh about it, and act like God. Hallelujah. A lot of time we read Mark eleven twenty three to verse 24. And we say, that scripture says, For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. You need to meditate on those scriptures. They are powerful scriptures. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Can you pray for something right now in service and you believe you receive it? You will have it. Verse 35, now verse 25 now told you something. It said, and whenever you stand praying, look at it, you told you should pray, you will receive it. The next verse now says, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Love forgives. Unforgiveness can, receive, can hinder you from receiving the end of your faith. That scripture said, when you stand praying, when you pray, you believe you receive. But he now told you that if you have heart against anyone, what should you do? Forgive them. Forgive them. That your father may also forgive you your trespasses. Such a way that you don't have blessing blockers. Somebody say, I'm removing every blessing blocker today. I'm receiving every block. You know, you know sometimes, <laughs> these things are powerful, actually. Sometimes, um, I'm, uh, don't let me run ahead of myself. I'm, go I'm going to get there. You know, Galatians chapter 5, verse 6 says that faith worketh by love. And love forgives. You know, in this month of February, be gracious to yourself. Be forgiving of yourself. Be gracious to others. Be forgiving of others. You know, forgive yourself. Let me tell somebody, forgive yourself. Forgive your spouse if you are married. Forgive your friend. Forgive your in-laws. There are some people that their in-laws are the biggest problem for them. They will not, ah, they did something to me. The day we got married, they did not give me two pieces of meat. And I visited my in-laws. They did not give me, they did not put me in a room with AC. They gave me Maggie Cube. Maggie Cube meat. And then they've not forgiven them. My mother-in-law did not send me clothes for my daughter's um, naming ceremony or something. Forgive your in-laws. Forgive your boss. There are a lot of people in here who hold grudges against their bosses at work. It's difficult to move forward. You know, the Bible has a lot to say. From, if you read from Ephesians to Thessalonians, he addresses the relationship between the boss and the subordinate. If you work, you know, for you to make progress, you've got to love your employer. You have got to allow the love of God. Love them with the love of God. Don't get to work and say, I see I should just slap this man. One day I'll just slap him. Right? Forgive your colleagues. That person was backbiting against you. That boss that told you that instead of closing at five, you walk till nine. 
You are working. Nobody's going home today. Have you ever been there? I used, I used to work somewhere, right? I, I, I remember the, I, I, I closed, I had finished my work at five. Some, it's not even a day. There are many days. You cannot for, you know. And my boss said, oh, we still have this thing to do. And then while waiting, my boss just stayed for two hours first. And then we now started work. I didn't leave the office until 11. It, it did not happen once, twice, three times, four times, five. You got to pray, I could not count it. But even after I left that organization, I still held them in high esteem. You know, later on, some people would work, say, they would say, the, the day I leave this organization, I will never have anything to do with that man again. I'm not waiting to drop my resignation letter, and then what will I do? I will give him a piece of my mind. Because you are holding on to on And some of those may be the reason why you have not gotten the new job you are looking for. Because, be, 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 because um, that grudge had gotten a hold of you. Funny enough, many years after I left my former boss, I was about to get a job somewhere else. Unknown to me, the new manager I'll be working with knew my former boss. When he saw my CV, he said, I, I knew the guy, this boss, before that time and called the person to ask about me. Just imagine that on my last day, I said, here's your laptop, DM, whatever it is, all that you have done, done to me, and then I give you a piece of my mind. It will give you a piece of his mind. And, you know, the Bible addresses the way we should, that about how the boss should relate to his subordinates, how the subordinates should relate. You know, time and chance happen to them all. If you are somebody's boss today, tomorrow they'll be your, they, they can be your boss. He can change. You may need his help somewhere. The fact that I have someone who is a, who's, 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 my, who's my friend today, who's doing well, who's the MB of a particular security firm. We, when we used to work together, the guy was the office clerk in my office. You know, my boss used to call me his lawyer. The, and I was the guy's lawyer. The guy used to ride bikes. And Okada. But we talk. There are opportunities that have come my way after that situation. But God, number one, Bible respect that we should honor all men. Honor all men. Honor all men. You know, forgive others. Did, did, did that young man do things to me? Yes, before that time. Yes. Are there many people who have hurt me? And if you don't forgive them, you know. There are so many stories. Let's just leave some of those stories of what people have done to us. Forgive your friends. Forgive the church. There are people who are holding grudges. There are people who come to this church who says, ah, I just don't like what you do in this church. I don't, I don't talk to anybody in this church. I, I respect myself. They are respecting themselves so much that the grace that should flow to them is not allowed to flow to them. Because when we meet together, there is, Bible talks about the anointing upon Aaron that flows to the hem of his garment. That not that flows upon the body. So, so they stand alone and refuse to engage with others and refuse to have conversations with others because, like they say, because somebody ought them. You know, people, so long as you live on the surface of this earth, people will keep hurting you. And if you, you've got to learn to forgive quickly. You've got to learn to forgive as thoroughly as God forgave us in Christ. You know, um, forgive church members. Forgive the church. For whatever the church has done to you, forgive us. 
What about that church member? That church member, you borrowed money and, I did, and didn't pay that money back to you. Forgiven. But you know one of the things about forgiveness, is, I mean, is, is one of the things that you can do as a believer is that you can choose to forgive. Tell, let me tell someone, I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive. You know, apart from choosing to forgive, um, you know, oh, oh, um, over the past weekend, I was you know, watching a video and someone said something and, and he stuck with me. He said, um, forgiveness is given, but trust is earned. So the fact that somebody, somebody did something that ought you, I'll forgive you, right? I borrowed you 100,000 and you, it was very convenient for you to have selective amnesia. You know what that means? You, remember, you greet me, you do every other thing. But when it comes to that money, you've forgotten. Uh, you know, select amnesia, it means, means that from time to time, you just choose the things to forget. Has it ever happened to you, any, anyone before? That, you know, they just, I mean, it may even be somebody sitting next to you. Right? And then, the person has forgotten. Hallelujah. Now, the fact that I've forgiven you does not mean that next week you come and borrow money and I'll borrow you again. <laughs> Did you get what I'm saying? Now, because he has to earn your trust. Someone forgives you. you know, sometimes people borrow money from you and then you're asking them and they're saying, ah, can't you give someone something? Can't you do giveaway? Has it ever happened to you before? And people will tell you, over your own, someone borrows, can I use your jacket? And then someone gave you, a, you, can I use your jacket? I have an interview. And then that one day interview becomes three months. Right? A friend of mine once, now, and it's in those days, a friend of mine once had some people who wanted to move houses. So they said, because she had two cars, they said, borrow us one of your, uh, you borrow us your pickup. So they carried the pickup. And then they went. They moved their things, and they moved with the vehicle. <laughs> they didn't return the vehicle. They didn't. And now I'm not talking about stories. This is someone I know very well. And they went with the vehicle. They finished using it, and it was grounded. She will ask. They will tell stories today. They will tell stories tomorrow. How will she? she later on, she forgave them, but later on, they came back. They wanted to borrow a Corolla after like 10, 15 years. She has forgiven. But they have not earned the trust. It's earning the trust. The trust bit. So the fact that you did not have transport money today, your ATM did not work for you to withdraw money for transport money. And I borrowed you 1K to get to me. I was going to give me next week Sunday. And next week Sunday, we greeted, and you said I should buy you ice cream. <laughs> right? I've forgiven. But I may not buy the ice cream. Because there's no guarantee that I will get that money back. Is anybody with me? Trust is end. Forgiveness is given. Forgiveness is given. Trust is hand. Today, there are four things I want you to choose as we wrap up this message this morning. I want you to choose four things. Four things you choose to do. If you've forgotten anything about this message, 
There are four things I want you to choose. First thing, accept the love and forgiveness Christ gives. You've got to accept the love and the forgiveness Christ gives. You know, um, Ethiopia, I'd like you to sing a song as we wrap up this message. That song we sang again. In Christ alone, my hope is found. You know, you've got to learn to forgive yourself. Second thing, learn to express the love of God. Let the love of God that has been shed abroad flow out of you to others. Be gracious to other people. Number three, forgive yourself and forgive others. You know, when we talk about forgiving yourself and forgiving others, let me, I read a story this week. It's not just a story this week. I know, I, I know someone who lives abroad and started sending money. Okay, they are same story, but two different. He started sending money to his brother to build a house for him. And they kept sending pictures of the faces of the house to him. When he came back and he got to the site, at least the land was still there. He still saw the land. He still saw the land. But he cried. He had to start coming to the country every three months to supervise the building himself. He should forgive them, but should he keep sending money for them to, to continue building for him? That trust has been breached. There are times when some people, there are people here who sit here, you keep sending money to your village. Let me build that house. You get there, you may not make the house. Forgive. But don't be naive and foolish to keep sending money. I didn't say you are foolish. I said don't be. Right? And, and these things happen. Some, some, there may be, I mean, those kind of people, they don't attend this church, that they will send a laptop to deliver to someone. And the laptop becomes confiscated. They don't attend this church. Number three, forgive yourself and others. Number four, choose to be gracious with your words and your actions. Choose. I choose to be gracious. I choose to be gracious with my word and my actions. So four things I wanted to leave today with. Accept the love and forgiveness of Christ. Express the love of Christ. Let's express the love of Christ. You know, choose to express the love of God. Number three, H.O.P., can you come up? Number three, forgive yourself and others. Number four, choose to be gracious with your words and actions. And thus, morning, as we begin to sing, I'll start singing this song. I want you to bow down your heads and make decisions. Who are you choosing to forgive? Who are you choosing to forgive this morning? And I'm also going to make God Holy Ghost impress upon my heart to make a call to pray for certain people this morning. If you are here this morning, you want to receive the love of Christ, work forward. Maybe you have even got born again, but you have no, you are finding it difficult to receive that love. Step forward. I'll just pray with you and lay my hands upon you. Or if you are here, you have people that they hurt you so much. You need the, you need the, you need God to help you to forgive them. I will, I will encourage you to step forward as we start singing. And I want you to open your mouth this morning. So anybody in those categories, step forward. I'll pray with you. While others in the congregation, I would like us to rise as the HOP leads us in this song. In Christ, and I want you to personalize this song. We're going to sing this song. Now listen, as you sing this song with revelation in your heart, I see you experiencing a touch of God. 
I see you having encounters with the Holy Ghost. Listen to me. The angels of God are here ministering to us. As we are ministering, no matter what you are doing, how you are doing it, you will experience the touch of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost, you know, sometimes, like the, 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 the angels of God, as if they will pull out things from people. The angel of God will pull out the bitterness. They will pull out the pain. Sometimes people have hurt you so much that you are in so much pain. There are pains and hurt that talking to a therapist cannot help you. There are times that, and it's okay to talk to therapists. It's okay to look for psychologists to help you. But there are some things, look, like I mentioned at the beginning of the day, I, was saying, well, I had a pain in my teeth. I could have gone to a dentist. I would still get relief. But for five years now, that pain has gone. A moment in the presence of God changes things. And as we sing, I see God touching everyone in the house this morning. I see God healing pains. You know, sometimes some of us have had losses. Some people made foolish financial decisions. And you are still flogging yourself. If only I didn't make that financial decision. I would have been a billionaire by now. If I didn't resign from that job, I would have been a senior manager. I would have been an MD. And you keep not forgiving yourself of your past sin. If only I had said yes to that guy, I would have been married now. And you are holding up and forgetting the future that lies ahead of you. God has a great future for you. And as we pray, as we sing this one, I want you to sing from Revelation. Let your hearts connect to the Holy, to, to the Holy Ghost. Connect to God this morning. Sing from the depth of your heart. Hallelujah. And if you want me to agree with you this morning, step forward. You need to let go of, of, of an offense. You need to forgive someone this morning. Step forward. Hallelujah. I have been there. If you need liberation, step forward and we agree together. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.